everyone. Thanks for joining me today, New Hope Radio. Today we're going to begin a mini-series. It's entitled, They Want to Know. And we have a very good topic to kick it off, because it really is, explains the simple steps to salvation. And it's something that, number one, you should memorize, and then, number two, learn how to present it to those that don't yet know Jesus as their Savior. So this message is called, The Roman Road to Salvation. Very simple, very basic. And at the end of the message, you probably won't get through it all. I'll tell you how you can go back and listen to the whole thing in its entirety. So let's get right into it. Let's start walking the Roman road to salvation. Well, a little while ago, a few months ago, I asked you to give me some topics to teach for this coming year. It's difficult sometimes to keep coming up with fresh ideas on what to teach. So you responded beautifully like more than I imagined. And you suggested many subjects that you're interested in, and some of them are pretty challenging for me, and I welcome that. And you said you wanted to learn theology, a lot of the theological teachings of the Bible. Some wanted to learn about the issues of the home, living with an unsaved spouse, and all the things that come with the home. Others wanted to hear about end times, some prayer and fasting. Many had questions about personal trials, the things that we deal with personally, individually. Sometimes we have these, these inside struggles that we battle with. And you know, the great thing about God's Word, it addresses everything. God's Word addresses everything we need to know about this life. So there are many good topics coming up this year. And I'll do my best to get through all of them, every single one, we'll try to get through every one. Some we might have to address on a Wednesday because there are so many, but we will get to them. So with all the things that you asked, I thought it would be good to start with this particular request from the book of Romans. Uh, there'll be three messages in all from the book of Romans. And like I said, I gave them to you in the bulletin so you can see where we're going. Number one, what is the Roman road to salvation? Number two, can people be saved without seeing Jesus? It's a good question. Can they be saved without hearing the name of Christ? And then thirdly, why do I do what I don't want to do? And Paul addressed that also. So that's where we'll be going the next couple of weeks. So we'll begin with number one this week. What is the Roman road to salvation? How many have ever heard of the Roman road to salvation? Okay, many have not. That's good. That's okay. You're going to hear about it today. The Roman road to salvation is a journey. But you know what's interesting? It's a very short journey. It's not long at all. And it's the shortest trip you will ever take. And it'll bring you to the greatest destination. How about that? This, the shortest trip you will ever take will bring you to the greatest destination. The Roman road to salvation is a five-step journey. That's it. Five steps and you're there. Boom. Obviously, the destination is salvation. So we're going to take a look today at the steps to get there. And by the way, this is a great way to share Christ with someone that's not yet saved. We all know people that at this time in their life, they're kind of far from God. They don't know God. They're not walking with God. This right here, 
We'll give you a format to follow to share Christ with someone that's far from God. And it gives them the five simple steps, the five principles of understanding on how to go from being lost to being found, from being dead to coming alive in Christ. Okay? So let's take a look. Number one, on this journey, all people begin in the same place. We all begin in the same place in life. Romans 3.23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's everybody. Now, you know, God shows no partiality to people. He doesn't have, like, special treatment that he gives to some and not others. When we are born, we're all born into the same boat. And guess what? The boat is sinking. We're born into a sinking boat. Paul said to the Ephesians, who, by the way, were very, very religious people back in Ephesus in the first century. They were very, very religious. They had temples. They had gods. They had services. Very religious. And you know what he said to them? He said, you were dead in your trespasses, in your sins. With all of your religiosity, man, you were still dead. What does it mean to be dead? The word is necros, N-E-K-R-O-S. And figuratively, you know what it means? To be dead. Now, literally, you know what it means? To be dead. That's right, you can't get around it. Dead. That means that there's no relationship. When you're dead to God, there's no interaction with God. Wait a minute. You mean I can go to church and be dead to God? Yeah. You mean I can sing in the choir and be dead to God? Yeah. You mean I can put money in the offering basket and be dead to God? Yeah. All those, all the religious rites don't make us alive. We can do all those things. People can do those things. They do them every week all over the world. Still dead to God. That's why this journey is so important. It's the road to salvation where at the end of the road, you become alive to God. That's the goal. That's the goal for every person, to become alive to God. Not to be religious, but to become alive to God. So all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So we, we all start off in the same place. We all, all people have the same starting line, though we might not all have the same finish line, which is kind of sad. We all start the same way, but we all don't finish the same way. The next step in the Roman road to salvation, God didn't leave us there. Thankfully, we were dead in our trespasses and sins, but God didn't leave us there. In Romans chapter 5, verse 8, but God, I love that phrase. I love that simple little phrase, but God. We were in a bad place, but, but God. We were lost, but God. You know, it's a great phrase because it shows that God is interested in us. Never think God's not interested in your life. He's very interested in your life. Because you see, when you love someone, you're interested in them. And God loves us. And he's very interested in our lives. So it's like, oh, I'm really hurting today. 
but God. I'm struggling in my marriage, but God. I don't feel good about myself, but God. See, in spite of where we are, but God. God can bring in something new. I'm lost in sin, but God. And what did God do? But God demonstrated his own love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were yet sinners, while we were yet dead, Christ died for us. He did that for us. This is an acknowledgement of our own humility. When we can acknowledge that, yes, I was a sinner when Jesus died for me. That's humility. You know, a lot of folks have a hard time with that. They really have a hard time seeing themselves as a sinner. As a matter of fact, people have such a hard time with that. There's a lot of modern contemporary churches today. They never bring it up. They don't. They never bring up the fact of sin or the issue of sin. They never talk about it because they know that there are many people that will be turned off by the subject of sin. People that are not Christian and people that are in some cases. So they don't use it. It's all about life and a positive life and a happy life and a healthy life. But we got to realize before you get to the happy, healthy life, you have to acknowledge what your life was before. And your life was lost in sin. And that's why we need a savior. We don't need a savior because we want a better life. We need a savior because we're dead, because we're lost, far from God. You can have the happiest life of anybody in the world and still not have God, not end up with God. So life has nothing to do with it. It's about coming alive in Christ, being renewed, being redeemed, being regenerated. That's what it's about. So we acknowledge our own sinfulness at this step. You know, Jesus told a little uh, story. He gave an illustration about this in Luke chapter 18. He said, two men went up into the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee. Pharisee was what? Like the priest, the religious guy. The guy that by sight, oh, he did everything right. Little mommies would look at their little boys and say, now Johnny, I want you to be like him. I want you to grow up and be just like him. Look at how holy and spiritual he is. So Jesus said, Two men went up into the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. And you know, the tax collectors were despised in those days. The Pharisee stood, and he was praying thus to himself. He's supposed to pray to God. He's praying to himself. He said, oh God, I thank you that I'm not like other people. Never pray that prayer. Don't answer. I thank you I'm not like other people. Swindlers, boy, he had a low esteem of people. Swindlers, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector over here. Oh, God, I'm glad I'm not like him. I fast twice a week. I pay tithes of all that I get. So he was kind of boasting about how wonderful and sinless he was. And Jesus said, but the tax collector, standing some distance away, 
See, the Pharisee was probably like in the hot spot of the synagogue. You know, the, the, the holy spot, you know. And the tax collector, he was probably like off in the corner somewhere near the boom closet. And the tax collector, standing some distance away, ooh, he was even unwilling to lift up his eyes to heaven. And he said, God, be merciful to me, the sinner. The sinner. You know, I'm reading that and I'm like, wow, he didn't even say a sinner. The sinner. He didn't see himself in the company of all other people. Well, you know, we're all sinners. You've heard that. Well, we all sin. He saw himself standing alone. I'm the sinner. I'm the sinner. And I thank you, God. He said, forgive me. And you know what Jesus said? I tell you, this man, the man standing over there by the broom closet, he went to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles himself will be exalted. So that's why this journey, the second step in the Roman road to salvation, it acknowledges a couple of things. Number one, that God loved us in our sin, that our lostness didn't stop God from loving us. Man, that's like, whew. that's beautiful. Our lostness didn't stop God from loving us. And secondly, the truth is that we were in sin when Christ died. And we have to come to that acknowledgement. We have to have the humility to confess that, yes, I need a Savior. And that's why at the end of our service, when we invite people to receive Christ, part of our prayer is, God, I know I need a Savior. Because you can't have a Savior if you don't think you need one. And what is a Savior? One who saves you. Saves you from what? Saves you from the wrath to come. Saves you from the power of sin. So we acknowledge, I've got sin and I need to be saved from my sin. And I need to be saved from the wrath that my sin deserves. And that's where we begin. So, number one, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Everybody. None, none are better off than others. We're all born into a ship with holes in it. And it's sinking. Secondly, but... God demonstrated his own love toward us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. And the third step in our journey, there is potential for every one of us. There's a potential that we can come out of that sinking ship and get into the lifeboat, which is Christ. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The free gift is what life. Now, when Paul said the wages of sin is death, the word death is the word thanatos. And I said, well, sometimes I, I just give a Greek word so you can understand the specific meaning of it. And thanatos means separation. That's what death is. Death is separation. 
When we die, our soul and spirit are separated from our body. Body goes in the ground, the soul and the spirit rise. It's a separation. That's what death means. The word death doesn't mean to cease to exist. Oh, is that what it means? There are some people that think that. They think that, oh, you know, when I die, I die. It's all over. Here's a sobering thought. It's never over. Life never ends. Never. Ever. Life goes on through eternity. That's why the question is, where will my life be in eternity? Because the soul and the spirit live forever. When God formed Adam from the clay of the ground, it wasn't really dust. Can't do much with dust. It was clay. And he formed that clay like silly putty. Sometimes I think he made me out of silly putty. <laughs> he formed that clay and he was just a, a lump, a shape. But then what happened? He breathed into him his life. Adam received the breath of God. And at that moment, his spirit received immortality. Now lives forever. And we're all from the seed of Adam and Eve. And our spirit lives forever. Every person that's ever born has an eternal spirit. So the question is not, will I live forever? The question is, where will I live forever? Will I live with God or apart from God? Will I live in a relationship with God or will I be dead to God with no relationship? And we know what happens at the end, sadly. To those that have no relationship with God, it's a lake of fire. I don't even like to say it, it's so bad. But it's true. And that's why as a church, our number one responsibility, and as Christians, is to try to help people escape the lake of fire. Man, we don't want anyone to go there. That was created for the devil and his angels. God never created that for people, but there's no other place to go. It's either with God or apart from God. There's no, there's no like island somewhere. There's no third place. There's, there's no place for believers, place for the devil, and place for unbelievers. There's only two place for believers and a place for the devil and unbelievers, they share the same place. That's why the Great Commission, the awesome commission that we have to tell people the good news and to share these simple little steps, this little journey with people that are dead in their sins. They could be very religious and they could be the nicest people on the street. But without Christ, they're still dead and they're still lost. So death means separation. And Paul is saying, okay, listen, we can either receive wages or we can receive a gift. What does that scripture say? The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, when you think of wages, wages is something that you deserve, something that you earn, right? You go to work, you work all week, at the end of the week, you get your pay. And if you don't get your pay, you go down to the office. Hey, where's my pay? I worked all week. I deserve my wages. I deserve it. I worked for it. I earned it. So you have it coming to you. 
Sin pays wages. You deserve it. When you live apart from God, Paul is saying that you're earning wages which you have deserved. You earn them. And you know what the wages are? Death. Death. Separation. Separation from God. And you know else? You know what else I would call it? This is about as deep as I get theologically. When you sin, you feel icky. Right? Icky. Like you don't feel clean anymore. You don't feel full of life and full of vigor and vitality. You feel icky. It's death. You know, it's great while you're doing it, right? Can I get an amen? amen. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Sin is fun till it's over. Then it's like, oh. Maybe that's why in two weeks our message, why do I do the things I don't want to do? I can't wait to study that. I have no clue where that's going, but we'll figure it out. And why don't I do the things I want to do? I don't know. We'll see. But it's a rotten feeling that follows sin. But you know what? We deserve it because we earned it. It's wages. But wait. The free gift of God. Wow. It's eternal life in Christ. A gift is something that we don't earn. We don't even deserve it. It's something that is given freely. You know, it's your birthday. Happy birthday. Here's your gift. You didn't do anything to receive it except be born. You didn't earn it. It's a gift. It's a gift that was given because of love. That's why. So what you either receive the wages that your sin has earned, or you receive the free gift of God that he wants to give you undeservedly. That's the potential that we all have to get out of this sinking boat. The third step on the Roman road to salvation is receiving the gift that God wants to give you. Just to receive it. You know, I'm like, gee, what's so hard? What is so hard about realizing we're all born alienated from God, then realizing that even though I'm alienated from God, God loves me. And then thirdly, in his love, he offers me the gift of eternal life with him. I'm like, what's so hard about that? Oh, I don't, I don't want that gift of eternal life. Really? People, people reject something, they don't even know what they're rejecting. They don't even know. They have no clue what they're rejecting. If you don't accept the gift... You remain separated from God until you do accept the gift. And then once we die, the opportunity to accept the gift is over. That's why we have to remember Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27. It's appointed for man to die once. And after this comes the judgment. You know, there are people that believe we keep coming back. Reincarnation. That blows that out of the water. It's appointed for man to die once, then comes the judgment. Then there are people that died and went to heaven and came back. Some died, went to hell and came back. Made, write books, make movies. But wait a minute. It's appointed for men to die once. 
Then comes the judgment. So we have to remember that. That the only opportunity that we have to receive this gift is the one right here while we're alive right now. Because once this, once we pass from this life, the opportunity is gone. The fourth step in our journey is the acknowledgement of who Christ is. Romans chapter 10 verse 9, Paul said, If you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Confess and believe. The word confess, it's really, it's a judicial term. It's a compound word, homo legeo. It means to agree with, to acknowledge. You're agreeing with God. Yes, God, I'm agreeing with you. What? That Jesus is Lord. God already said it. God says Jesus is Lord. So I agree with God. Yes, God, I agree. Jesus is Lord. No doubt about it. He's Lord. This is a judicial term indicating the binding and the public decoration which settles a relationship legally. So when you confess that Christ is Lord, now, legally, you become a child of God. You're adopted into his family. That you become a recipient of the gift. It's like a, see, here's the whole thing. People make salvation about love. It's not about love. It really isn't. It's more of a legal understanding. It's about righteousness. People don't go to heaven because God loves them. Because there are people in the lake of fire that God loves. But they're in the lake of fire. Because there's something that's even greater than the love of God. And that's his righteousness. Oh man, I was getting into that one too. And here we are out of time again. We had another step to go. And the Roman road to salvation, we're almost there. But that's a great thing to learn. The righteousness of God. The righteousness of God must be satisfied in order for anyone to be saved. Yes, God loves all people, but it takes having righteousness to really receive that salvation that God offers to us. And you find that righteousness at the end of the road of Roman salvation. Want to hear the whole thing? Want to hear it again? Go to YouTube, type in New Hope Christian Church, click Playlist, then click Created Playlist, Series, They Want to Know, and uh, today's message, The Roman Road to Salvation. This is a message you want to really memorize and then share it with others. It is God's game plan for the salvation of the world. Thanks for coming along today. I'll see you next time for more of New Hope Radio.